Good evening. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm Adam Wright along with Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros. So we have a great show planned for you tonight. The Titans have been the talk of this podcast for the past few weeks and are yet again today as they win again, but not without a cost. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But the trade deadline passed, so we'll talk about that as well. But first, the undefeated par- car- the undefeated Cardinals are unbeaten no more. So we'll start off with that. But the Cardinals are finally defeated after jumping off to a 7-1 start. They were beaten by a depleted Packers team who was without their entire wide receiver core, basically. So how does this make you guys feel about the Cardinals? Who's going first? You know what? I, I'll I'll go first. So, I look. I feel like this could be a case of any given Sunday because you know they the the Packers have like arguably a top ten quarterback all time leading them in Aaron Rodgers. And as much as I personally don't like Rodgers, Rodgers is no bum. And I feel like this win honestly says more about the Packers than it does about the Cardinals. I would just say that Aaron Rodgers is a bad man and move on. But from mm-hmm. a Cardinals perspective, uh, I think they're in a little bit of trouble, especially because Kyler Murray is now nursing a pretty interesting ankle injury. And in case you don't know, he's a mobile quarterback, and you kind of need your ankles to be mobile. So mm-hmm. if that ankle doesn't heal right, the Cardinals – probably could be the next Seahawks, you know, like the Seahawks from last season. But I don't think it's going to be that drastic, but it all, in my opinion, really depends on Kyler Murray. Can he get off? Can his ankle heal? And just can he just get up and go? Yeah, I agree. Um, Whatchamacallit. First off, Aaron Rodgers is indeed a bad man because he didn't have Devontae Adams. He didn't have Marquez Valdez, you know, who Adam calls Mr. 50-50 himself. And he didn't have Alan Lazard, his top three wide receivers, and all he had was a past his prime Randall Cobb. And he still manages to put on his show and gets a win over the Cardinals. Now, should the Cardinals have won that game? Debatable, considering A.J. Green, all he has to do is look for the ball and catch it, and he doesn't do any of those things and lets the ball get intercepted. Uh, But overall, I think it was just kind of bad. I mean, performance by the Cardinals overall, they did start off slow, and they didn't have J.J. Watt, who's out for the season now. And so overall, watching the game, it kind of felt like, The Cardinals are beatable. So what this game really showed me is, you know, so we've talked a lot about in the past few weeks about who is the team to beat. You know, for a little while we were talking about the Bills. We've talked about the Buccaneers. We've talked about the Rams. And we've talked about the Packers a little bit. But every team, all of these teams have all been beaten by all these different I haven't seen one team that's invincible. And what one takeaway that I have from this game is that it seems like the team to beat this year is so up in the air. 
any team could be any team at any in any given night, uh, given mm-hmm. they're they're competitive. You know, it's been a very competitive league so far this year. There's so many teams who are in playoff contention, and you know, if you look at it that way, you know, the only issue. I mean, one ta- another takeaway I have is Kyler Murray. He is not an MVP. He is not my MVP. And last mm-hmm. night showed it. He had a he did not have a good game. Granted, everybody has good games, but that was a pretty big game. You were facing a, another offense that was depleted and they outplayed you. And honestly, I'm looking at this and I'm saying could we possibly look at Aaron Rodgers as an MVP candidate? Maybe. He was already in the conversation. This just upset. I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't see. I saw him. He's always in. He's he's always been mentioned, but you know, I never thought of him as like a guy you could actually seriously look at. That was that game, and I've mentioned it a few times. Was one of the more impressive games I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers play in his career. And let Is me explain why. And let me explain why. He what he could have easily done is in the most Aaron Rodgers way, tank the game, put up a pretty little stat line and say, well, I was I was without all of my best players. You know, if I had them, then I'd win. But he didn't. He kept his he kept his nose to the grindstone. He he played his he played his heart out. He it won't show it on the stat lines considering he only threw for about what was it less than less than 200 yards around around there and mm-hmm. two tu- he did throw two touchdowns it won't show it on the stat sheet but it showed that he was willing to do what it took to win the game which is what mm-hmm. I you I don't see that often from Aaron Rodgers I see very pretty stat lines often I see him throwing very few interceptions I never see him willing to to sacrifice stats to win the game and he it didn't show to. he's a stat. bad man. Sure. 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 What do you mean? This isn't this isn't sure. first take. This isn't Stephen A. Smith. The bad man was simply just bad. This guy he was good. And I, honestly, oh, I just want to say when it comes to the Packers, they have to get some of these guys back fast because they're tight end Robert Tunyon. If, if I'm wrong, didn't he like just tear his ACL? Yeah, none for mm-hmm. the season. So even though they won, it still cost them another piece. So they're going to need their receivers back, like, ASAP. And also yeah. for the Cardinals, uh, I agree with what you say, Adam, that Kyler's not an MVP candidate. And after that game, after watching them lose in questionable fashion, A.J. Green, to a very depleted Packers O... I don't know why, but I'm really starting to like, oh, I do know why. I'm really starting to like the Rams in that division, but more on that, you know, in a bit. We're probably going to cover that. But, but Adam, I, I am right there with you when you say that Kyler Murray is no MVP candidate. He's really not, and I, I don't even think he's top three. He'll get consideration, He'll get but consideration. as it stands right now, I don't think he's even top three. My top three are Brady, Lamar, and Josh Allen. Lamar? Yeah. Oh, oh wait, Tom. I mean, Tom, you had a problem with Lamar, but not Josh Allen. Huh? I, I said Brady, Lamar, Josh Allen. No, I'm talking about I have, Adam. Yeah, I have Brady. Oh. And then I have Dak, 
No, Brady, Stafford, Dak. That's what I have. You know what? No. You got Brady at one, I'll allow it, but Dak? Yeah, I, I mean, think Dak's I, I had get a great it, year, but that, he's playing good. Yeah, I mean, I, what, I'd the, have a good year, too, if award, I played in the NFC least. The award that I see him most le- – we're going a little off topic, but the award that I most likely see him winning is Comeback Player of the Year. Him I mean, and Joey that's, Burrow that's are, should win. are neck and neck for that. But anyways – my, my final thought on the Cardinals, since we've on this topic, we've we've hardly touched on them really. Um, I never really saw the Cardinals as a f- team that was really for real. I thought they have DeAndre Hopkins, and past that, they don't really have much. See, you know, AJ Green hasn't been the AJ Green. Well, he he hasn't been the AJ Green of old since, in honestly years. However, I mean AJ Green. He's been competitive. He's been a solid player, but not what you want. Christian Kirk is. I don't. I don't. I've never, th- never thought much of him, and their defense is just okay. So you know, this is a team that I never really thought was as good as it as as its record was, and it, it really showed last night. Or sorry, not last night on Thursday night when they were really punched in the mouth. Mm. You know, I just want to say one last thing about the Cardinals. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm delusional, but I really think they need a number one running back because for me, Kenyon Drake was never the answer, and the answer sure as sure as heck isn't uh, James Connor or Chase Edmonds. Remember, like when David Johnson was good for that one year, that was the last mm-hmm. time they had a true number one back, and that's really that's like true. what they need. I mean, look, Kyler Murray can't carry the offense with his legs. And their three uh, and the three amigos there that I just mentioned for the running backs aren't, well, you know, are not going to carry you to a victory. They mm-hmm. really need like a bell cow, and that's something that I think they should address in the off season. You know, should it get to that point? Yeah, I just don't see that team. There, there's a lot of areas you can look at and say that this team just really doesn't have it. The quarterback's solid. The, the wide receiver, the number one wide receiver that is, is solid. Uh, their tight end, their tight end situation is better, but they just, I just don't see them as a contending team, really. I don't think the record really reflected who they are. However, um, we are going to move on and talk about the trade deadline that just came and passed on this on Tuesday. Uh, we'll get into that next. Give our takeaways. You are listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast. You're listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm Adam Wright along with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. We've been talking about a little bit of week eight action. And so the trade deadline has come and passed. And there was there was a little bit of there were there were some there was certainly some headlines that went about. Von Miller was traded to the Rams. And notably, Deshaun Watson and Odell Beckham were not traded and still on their respected teams. But guys, what are your takeaways from this year's trade deadline? You know what? There's something I'd like to say about the Houston Texans. Look, I, I know he has legal issues. And when it comes to Deshaun, the player, free him. Free Deshaun Watson. Because, I mean, look, Casario 
has confirmed that at the very least they want three first-round picks. Rumor has it they also want at least two starting caliber players and maybe even a later pick. And look, I'm sorry, but I don't think anyone in the league is worth that much. And (laughs) Casario doesn't quite seem to realize that the only person who's losing is himself and the Texans. Because Deshaun, picture, if you will, a $160 million ball and chain. That's what he is. And you have the key, the trade, that you can get off, but no, 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 no. Only when the conditions are just right. Honestly, the fact that he's not willing to accept anything less than three first-round picks and teams have made it clear they're not willing to give him up, and he's like, okay, I'll wait. He's got to get it through his thick skull that no one's going to pay that. Not for Deshaun Watson, who's pers- you know, whose personal life is still rife with legal issues. And, and th- keep in mind, this could be $160 million freed up that you could use for other things. You know, for like other aspects of your team. But no, you can't move him, and you're literally paying him not to play for you. So literally the only person who really loses are Deshaun and the Texans. And this seems like a case of if I'm going down, you're going down with me, which is just beyond toxic. The Houston Texans are literally just bungling this entire situation. And this is probably and as a Pats fan, I could say, Casario, thick headedness like this is no is why you are no longer in New England. So I was under the impression that there was a deal that was about to be in place, and there was strong interest from the Miami Dolphins, who they were Mm -hmm. chatting with, and other teams. But the issue was that the legal situation wasn't cleared away, and that's what scared the teams away, away from trading for Deshaun Watson. And honestly, there's really no end in sight for this whole thing, which is kind of my takeaway, is that, you know, this this thing is... There's no end in sight, and this thing may never get solved, man. It's just getting. We were ta- we talked about it a little bit last week, or was it the week before that? But you know, there's all this. There's this issue with with the with Deshaun Watson and on off the field. On the field, there's the whole thing where he, they're asking prices way too high. There's all the. Deshaun Watson still doesn't want to play for the team. I mean, there's just so many different variables that just won't get solved right away. To be honest, the one I feel the most for right now was Tua. Don't get me wrong. His play plays a part into why this is happening. I understand that he needs to play better. I understand that they were expecting a lot more from him, but he can't be in it in an easy situation where his team is actively trying to trade him and he has to play every Sunday knowing that fact. See, too, I've I've liked the way Tua has played recently. I think he's been he's really played his heart out dis- and which tells me that he's probably heard these rumors and it's motivated him. But I mean, the I think he, the guy's kind of a bust at this point. Tua Tagovailoa, I mean, he had some great hype going on uh, coming out of college, but now it's kind of just all, it's all but diminished at this point. And he's probably going to end up being part of a deal and he'll probably just go on to be just an average to above average quarterback, like a type of Ryan Tannehill, if you will. 
from a from a talent standpoint. Obviously, their their play styles are very different, though. That's um, I think but they're just not, rushing back from injury. That's all. It's just it's very tough to tell. I mean, he it's been it's been a year and a half of him with this team, and he hasn't done really much to show that he can that he can legitimately play. But anyways, Von Von Miller. That trade for the Rams was a great trade. And, you know, it it really reflects on what they're trying to do and their approach to this their style in this team. You know, they're trying to they're trying to go all in and win a championship. And they've shown that in what they have in the assets they've traded away, in the their aggressiveness during free agency. You know, they're this is a team that's really trying to go all in and win a championship. Their defense is stacked. Their offense is stacked. They've given, they gave up all these assets. And on top of that, they're not even paying Von Miller. So they're mm-hmm. paying. So the Broncos in this deal are paying 9 million of the 9.7 million that Von Miller is due for this year. Meaning they're, they're paying less than a million for this six time pro bowler who's still good, by the way, to play for a championship caliber team for the Rams. This is a great deal for them. They did give up two yeah. two fairly early picks, but they've what else is new? That's what they that's what they've been doing. And that's that reflects what their 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 willingness to go all in to get a championship and win now. Yeah, look, we all know this isn't the Von Miller of yore. But I still love this trade. It, he's still an elite, he's not really elite or really that healthy, but he can still be a game wrecker. And you definitely, just by skill alone, you're definitely going to have to double team him every now and then. And, you know, we have him crashing the edge. You've also got Aaron Donald coming up the middle. And you have Jalen Ramsey prowling around the secondary. See that for any team, that's not ideal. The Rams have really beefed up their defense. And on offense, they have Stafford. They've got the elite Cooper Cup. They've got a wonderful wide receiver, too, in Robert Woods. A serviceable tight end in uh, Tyler Higby. And Daryl Henry have been like an unsung stud. And this Rams team, no draft capital for the foreseeable future. They're going to be in cap hell for a long time paying off these deals. But... The future, in all honesty, is now. The Rams are set up to win now. That's and the point. if I'm a Rams fan, it's go big or go home. And I'm excited to see what they've got for the rest of the season. I, I am, too. It's It seems like this team, like I said, this team is built to win now. And that much has become evident with the assets they, that they've traded away. They, I don't, I don't believe they've had a first-round pick in what was it, six years, or so, something that, and they won't have one, I believe, until like 2023, 2024, something stupid like that. But they've, they've traded their assets like there's no tomorrow, and mm-hmm. they, are, they are really going all in, and I respect it. Hopefully, it pays off, and they win a championship in the next year or year or two. Because, I mean, that's basically their window at this point. Pretty much. It's boom or bust. They have to win it. But that defense just got great. Like, it could be historic if everything pans out well. Because they got 
Aaron Donald, who will, will eventually will get a one-on-one instead of being triple teamed every play. Vaughn Miller's now coming off the edge. You might have to double team him once in a while. Leonard Floyd is on the other side, who's playing well. And then you have Jalen Ramsey in coverage, who can hold the guy for about two to three seconds in coverage, which will all it take for Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, or Vaughn Miller to get their first set. So this is this is a major problem for the rest of the league. And I just want to know, why the hell was this allowed? They don't even have to pay the salary. They get away scot-free. How? How, Sway? That was. Well, they, like I said, they put, they paid a second and a third round pick for it. So that it, it's not like they didn't give up anything. That's so it was, cheap. That is cheap. Second and third round pick? He's Von Miller's old, and he's, I believe, isn't he going to be a free agent after this year? He's a rental. Again, they, they don't use their picks anyhow. They don't have any picks next year. They well, have like two. That's what they're, like I said, that's yeah. reflective, that, that reflects on what they are trying to do. But again, doesn't it? That if they're going to go all yeah. in, go all in. It's if win or go yeah, home. Right. Miller for a second it, that's literally it. Hey, man, I'd take it. And let me just say this, like what Adam said about the Rams, it's literally like go big or go home at this point. Anything so, short of a Super Bowl win will, would be a catastrophic failure, especially since the future of this team isn't overly bright. But the, well, like I said, the, the future be damned. The future is now for the Rams. And I will just add a word of caution if you don't win a Super Bowl, this was all for nothing, and they're and you're gonna be paying off these decisions for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would still do it, even if it does happen. To be honest, I mean, think about this is like the future is now. You have to go all in if that if this is what you're going to do. If you don't, then that's tough luck. At least you tried. But I would have still I would have still done what they're doing. If you go for this approach, you go for it, and you don't think about the future at all. You go all in, and that's exactly what they're doing. And they honestly have a very good shot at a championship this year with the way that team is going. But um, anyways, do you guys want to touch on the Beckham, the whole Beckham situation with his dad? Because that was an okay. interesting story, how they sort of uh, – how his dad has been a little vocal on social media talking about how, you know, his Baker, the quarterback Baker Mayfield for the Browns doesn't really throw to him, which he is right about. You know, I mean, it just looks like he obviously – his dad obviously wants his kid to get traded and to get traded to a better situation, and he's kind of right about that because he's not getting targeted at all. They, the Browns gave up significant assets to get this guy in town a few years ago, and he really hasn't – been used like he should be say what you want about how Beckham has underachieved but you still need to at least try yeah yeah you're right and let me just open this by saying I hate when the parents of athletes in pro sports get involved I hate it with a burning passion I'm looking at you Tom Brady senior but but this, I, agree. It's I have to admit, right Odell though. Beckham Sr. is right. I mean, you gave up a first-round pick 
like a third rounder and a promising safety in Jabril Peppers, who, by the way, is like a top 10 safety in the league right now. When healthy. Yeah, when healthy. I'm putting an asterisk by that. And, uh, and for Odell, and you just ball, won't man. even throw to him. And yes, I know Odell's hurt, but you gotta at least attempt to throw his way. And he's been open before, and I've seen him wide open, and Baker just won't even give him the time of day. So, honestly, I see both sides here, but I really think they should have just bit the bullet and traded for and traded Odell. Because it's clear he doesn't want to be there. It's clear they have no plans on using him. No one wins in this situation, so why not swallow your pride and do what's best for both parties? I'd love him as a New England Patriot, to be honest. Oh, me he'd, too, buddy. He'd fit, that, he'd fit that bill perfectly. They have the, mm-hmm. the Patriots get their wide receiver one, and they do. And Bill does it for cheap. He gives gives it does it for minimal assets. Bill loves doing that, bringing guys in who have been, who have run into some trouble in their careers, and you know have sort of struggled. Their value comes down. They Bill gives up nothing. He gets the most out of them. And then obviously once that player's reju- career is rejuvenated, obviously he kicks them to the curb. But still. That's that's a guy that's a guy who I would want if I'm if I'm the Patriots. I'm not saying he is, but that kind of reminds me of one Randy Moss. It does. And what what better a weapon to add for Mac Jones in the early going is in his career? Give him those training wheels, kind of have him give him build build some confidence for the kid early on in his in his career. In a career that's already started off with some confidence. I mean, there's a bit of a side note. We're talking about the trade deadline here, but I have loved, you know, the swagger that Mac Jones has shown. You know, every time he scores a touchdown, he's dancing with all the players. He's all loose. He's having fun. I really like it. I've got to be. I gotta say, isn't that nice? It is very nice. All right. Anyways, we are going. Up next, we are going to move on to the Fumble Rooski game of the week. That is Titans-Colts. That's next. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros. We just talked about the trade deadline. We already got into the Cardinals, how they are not unbeaten anymore. And now we are off to the Titans- for the third week, well, what is this? The third episode in a row where we've just talked a, sh- a, a crap ton about the, the Titans. You know, they've been the talk of the, they've been just the talk of this podcast for the past few weeks. But anyways, um, our game of the week is Titans versus Colts. So in this game, the Colts jumped out to a 14 to nothing lead in the first. So they got out, they got out, they came out hot, and um, all, all thanks to two touchdowns by Michael Pittman, their wide receiver. The Titans eventually came back and made it a back and forth game. This was around like this was around the middle of the third quarter when this started to happen. There were four four total lead changes from then. And then with the game tied at the, in the fourth, Carson Wentz threw a pick six to give the Titans a 31 to 24 lead. And then the Colts drove from that very next pl- that very next drive. The Colts drove down to score the game tying touchdown 
just before the end of regulation, forcing overtime. From there, in overtime, after both teams already had the ball, Wentz threw another pick in overtime, giving the Titans good enough field position to eventually end it with a game-winning field goal by Randy Bullock. And the Titans win yet another game, their third straight victory at 34-31. to And I, I posted about this last night, uh, the other night, on Monday night. Uh, the, the, my, my MVP of this game was A.J. Brown, who had 155-yard uh, receiving yards on 10 catches and a touchdown. But, guys, what are your thoughts on this game? You live with Carson Wentz, and you die by Carson Wentz. He is, without question, one of the most frustrating quarterbacks I've ever seen. And that includes 2019 Jameis Winston. I'm talking about the guy that had 30 interceptions and was eating crab legs. That's how much Carson Wentz frustrates me from time to time. Because at the same time, he'll he'll make a play where you say, oh, my God, that's phenomenal. And then he'll have another play where you don't understand what he's reading, but he's reading the defense and throws an interception. I don't know how he can do that. I don't he, – he might be the most bipolar quarterback in the NFL, and Jameis is in the NFL. Now, don't get me wrong. Jameis is better wow. than he was in 2019, but, oh, my God, Carson Wentz, please – when you do, when you don't have turnovers, this team is very hard to beat because they have Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman, who's looking like a stud, by the way. And that defense is not bad. I had a heart attack against them when they played against the Ravens, and I actually thought we might we would have lost that game. Lamar Jackson proved me wrong. But oh my God, this Colts team is a potential playoff team right now, despite their record. If they can just get competent quarterback play from Carson Wentz the rest of the way, they're in the playoffs. I just need Carson Wentz to play better because this shouldn't have been close, to be honest. And this is one of those cases where I actually think it says a bit more about the Titans, who, in my opinion, are a far superior team to Indy. And I'll admit, while Ryan Tannehill does have, like, the top 10 most passing yards in the league, and uh, you have uh, A.J. Brown looking like a monster every game. It's like, if you take away A.J. Brown, who do they have? The vastly underperforming Julio Jones? This Indeed. team lives and dies by its running game. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> we'll get to that. That's all I'm going to say is we'll get to their running game. We certainly will, as that is that's a huge story going on with Derrick Henry. And so, but anyway, you know, this was actually, so I actually disagree about the Colts, CJ. I actually think, so this is, this is a very, this is a very unpopular opinion, but I would argue the Colts all around have more talent than the Titans. They're because their defense is that much better. At least offensive lines. Their offensive line is still good. And honestly, honestly, their their offense is right there with them. Just I I would say that they're just underachieving. They've had a tough. They they had they struggled with getting healthy early on in the year, you know, and 
they they were they Look, had I'm not all these, saying Indy's a bad team. I'm not. They I'm had just it, saying yeah. that I just think Tennessee's better. I, I that's what I'm saying. I think the Colts are. I think the Colts have better talent, and they've underachieved. They've ha- they've struggled early on getting healthy, and this is tough because they they were gaining some momentum. They after a one and three start, they've gotten they've gained some momentum. Actually, what was it? A one and four? Yeah, it was a one and four start. Sorry. And they went and two and one. They. They went two and one from there, and they could have won this game. And you know, this is a team that we thought was going to be a playoff team. In fact, one of the contending teams in the AFC. And we we question now whether or not they're even a contending team in their own division, or even mm-hmm. to to make a wild card at this point, which is really tough because this is the, I ha, I was really high on this team, you know. Uh, before the season. As for the Titans, this is obviously a great win because they win three in a row, but um, it's going to get a little worse with the loss of Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And I never really, like I said, I, I never really was that high on the Titans this year. I think their defense is not that good. Their defense isn't good at all. Julio Jones has been, is a shell of his old self, and it's been the A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry show. And don't get me started on Ryan Tannehill. He's not that good. And if you rely on him, then you're going to be you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Yeah, I mean, that's tough to argue with you there. I mean, it's just I just think the Titans are a little bit better. I don't think the game should have been that close. And I especially now cuz you know like I like I said I think they're better, but I do think Indy's a decent team. And if you're coming right down to the wire against decent teams, and spoiler alert, you're missing a very big piece of your offense. Maybe exactly. wild card exit. But anyways, um, so we will move on and we'll talk about the loss of a major key player for the Tennessee Titans, Derek Henry. They take a big blow. So we'll talk about that next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Stay tuned. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. So we were just previously talking about the Titans versus the Colts as our game of the week. But the Titans are still involved in our episode because in that win, they lost Derrick Henry to a foot injury. He had, what was it called? Jones surgery, right? Something like that. that. Something like that. But yeah, the I the timeline that. for when he is supposed to come back, eight to ten weeks, which basically mm. means his regular season is is over. I mean, it's it's over. So he's most likely out for the season. Um. So how do we see this Titans team doing without Derrick Henry this season? I mean, they're still gonna win a few games, but. Tough. We're going to need Julio to step it up. If Julio can be even half of his old self, they should be fine. Oh, wait, yeah, and they also signed that geriatric Adrian, or football geriatric, Adrian Peterson. Yes, Who, did. will he be good? Probably. I mean, I feel like he could still be a serviceable back, and I don't think it should have taken him this long to get re-signed. But, you know, it's a new scheme. I mean, Peterson's still good, though. He's obviously not the, the you know, the, 
the running back who could scorch the earth anymore, but I feel like he could still be serviceable. But without King Henry, that... I really don't like the Titans' chances. Like I said, they're still going to win a few games, but with you got old man Adrian Peterson as your running back. You've really got no great receiving options outside of A.J. Brown. I Like I alluded to earlier, I think they're probably going to be a wild card exit if they make it to the playoffs. Uh, they'd be fortunate to make the playoffs right now. They lost one of their secondary members in Caleb Farley, which was their rookie draft pick. Derek Henry. Didn't they also lose their other guy, their other corner too? Farley and who else? Wilker, Christian something? Christian Fulton. Yeah, Fulton. Didn't they also lose him? Because I saw, mm. thought I read something about that. I'm not sure, but I'm aware they lost Farley. My point is the defense is in scrapes um but Dupree's not performing like he should um Derrick Henry is gone for eight to ten weeks even, even though he could possibly still get a thousand yards because he's already at 900 something right now through what seven eight weeks he's already at 900 this man was on pace for like 1800 to like 1900 maybe even another 2000 yard season at the rate he was going and so now that your life force is now gone and you now have to rely on Ryan Tannehill to be a top 10 quarterback, which he's capable of with Derrick Henry, but I'm not so sure of it with anybody else. And now that you have an up way past his prime Adrian Peterson in the backfield now, I'm not sure how far this team can go at this point in time. And with Julio coming in and out of the lineup due to his hamstring, it's a major problem. I'm not – if they make it, they're going to be the seventh seed. So this team – this so there's no way around the fact that the Titans – there's no way around the fact that the Titans are a run-first offense. Mm -hmm. And – now that they lost their running back, who was the best power back in all of fantasy football. Sorry, just all of football in general. I was about to say, not just fantasy. Yeah, in football in general. And now you have to rely on Ryan Tannehill to win games. Have you seen what he's been like without without Derrick Henry leading the charge back in his Miami days? The defense is not good enough either. I th- I see them playing 500 ball. They squeak into the playoffs and they're gone. They're honestly they'll 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 play they'll be okay because they still have AJ Brown. Julio Jones can still pull his pull himself together and find you know flashes of his old self. But the this Titans team, I mean it's it sucks because this team has been really good and has been surprising us early on in this year pulling out upset after upset, but this could be the end of the line for them, to be honest. Yeah, you hate to see it, but that's kind of just how it is. I mean, at this point in time, their offense relies almost solely on Derrick Henry, and I think they're probably about to get exposed without him. Most likely. It's it's just It's just sad. I th- AJ, Adrian Peterson will be serviceable to the point where they'll they'll still be a competitive team, but that'll be about it. But anyways, um, we are headed 
right towards the end of the show, which means we are going into our fam- Fumble Rooski fan box. Then that'll be it. So don't go anywhere. We, You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power88 Dean Radio. I am Adam Wright along with Justin Tucker and CJ Medeiros. And so we are towards the end of the show, and you know what that means. That means we are on to our Fumble Rooski fan box. So what happens is we will post a question box every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So this week's question of the week was, what do you think of the Von Miller trade? So we talked a little bit about that earlier on. So we wanted to hear from you guys about what you what your thoughts were on it. We we showed some high praise for the most part on it. So mm-hmm. Pat Costu said Rams are all in. And I mean, as we as we said before, you know, they traded all these assets away. They better be. Tyson Tate or Tyson Tate, it's an inter- interesting pronunciation Rams versus bills in the super bowl. So that's my dead body. The bills have been a very popular super bowl, a very popular super bowl pick. And it's been my super bowl pick, but I still have the Buccaneers going. Although they, the Buccaneers had a a tough upset. Yep. Tom Brady and the Patriots still played well. The saints are just weird with the Buccaneers. Tom Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. That's not what you said at first. What did I say? Did I say the Justin, Patriots? Did you hear? Yeah, you kind of did. Justin, oh, I'm not going crazy. Did you hear that? I heard it too. But all right, good. good. It's just mu- just muscle memory. Yeah, but I hear you. Yeah. Just, He's just gone, a force man. You got it. Tom Brady, Patriots. Future. Tom Brady, Patriots. You think of it, lit- but anyways, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. That team, they had, you know, they had an. They'll they'll face some hiccups. I mean, upsets happen. You can't expect them to go seventeen and zero, and just win. I mean, they could, but anyways. Apparently not. They struggle against the Saints in the regular season. Yeah, it's not a, not in the playoffs. They struggle with them. If Drew Brees doesn't throw those picks, we might be having a different conversation. But he did, and Tom Brady didn't. Again, still a struggle. They did. They didn't really struggle. They they beat them by a comfortable margin. Because all right, we're not about to sit here and lie about this. All right. Oh, so, dear. anyways, Brian Mucker, our old podcast host, who I believe is in the background, might be in the background. No, he's Justin's gone. He's team. gone. Is, is he gone? All right. Yeah, he's so gone. he's Brian. Brian's gone. Brian's he's out tonight. <laughs> but anyways, Brian says good for the Rams since they're only playing. Since they're only paying one million of his salary, so we mentioned that before. He, it's actually less than one a million of his salary. They basically like they basically got a six-time Pro Bowler for free. Why can so, we get him? Why can we get him? I don't know. They just they weren't all in like the Rams were. Mainly because we ran it. I mean, at least you guys in the future. Up. You know what I mean? The Rams really don't. I mean, they're good right now, but. Give it five years. I'm not overly optimistic. I'm not sure. All right. But anyways, that's about uh, – that's about – we're reaching towards the end of our show. That's That concludes our Fumble Rooski fan box. But do you guys have any other thoughts before we conclude the show? 
Yeah, I just want to point out when I was butting in earlier, sorry about that. Uh, turns out Christian Fulton is hurt. He's also on IR. So, yeah, Titans defense, long story short, terrible. Yeah, it, I, and I didn't like him before this season either, When they before they lost a few players. He was actually – oh, yeah, I thought you were talking about Fulton. I was like, Fulton was actually doing extremely well before he got hurt. The def- I, I just don't think – like the defense is a unit. But, anyways, I guess on. one other – Hold on. One other. Th- What's that? The Cincinnati Bengals. How could we forget about them? You know, oh, man, they were the number one seed in the AFC. They were talking all that noise about how they were the best in the AFC North. And look what happens. They let a guy named Mike White give him numbers like his name was Michael Jordan. 405 yards. What is it? Three touchdowns? Four touchdowns? Three touchdowns. I think he still threw two picks, but yeah. Just so. Gave him numbers, and they and he got away with the W. Joey Burrow threw a pick late in the game. I thought, in the words of Stephen A. Smith, I thought Joey Burrow was an assassin. I thought he was going to kill him. I guess not. I guess the Jets show. Oh, I he woke up feeling dangerous. Jamar Chase, three for thirty-two. He did have a touchdown, but I guess that solves all, right? Number one, number one in the AFC North. The Baltimore Ravens. Let's go. Well, that was you're just something. trying to you're just trying to cut, cover up for the fact that the Ravens got their asses beat by that team earlier on this year, and they still got beat by the Jets. I don't want to hear it. Uh, okay, they they beat your team. Okay. Oh, wait, also, also, uh, I kind of feel like I'm uh, breaking up a fight here, but I just want to say that. Uh, Robert Sala says that Mike White will keep the starting job if he keeps winning. So if you're the Jets, what do you do if Mike White actually wins you some games and you have to play him over the second overall pick? <laughs> ah, common Jets L. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't look good that Mike White looks better than, than Zach Wilson so far. But uh, anyways... That'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify, Spreaker, and Google Podcast. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out.